It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Oh, we're on to the second quarter here. Final preseason game in week two. Got a little pick from the commanders, Denton Day, Nick Ashew, Bet MGM Tonight. Just under six minutes to go, 7-3 Ravens on top. The first half total was sitting at 22.5 for a while. It's dipped all the way to 17.5 with just under six minutes to go in the first half of this game. <laughs> That's what happens when these two teams can't seem to score. You know, the Ravens throw a pick in the end zone. Washington's moving the ball on one drive, and then a series of penalties pushes them back to now where they had to punt. So hey, Vegas is saying these two teams are just not getting it done on offense. Sam Howell's now 10 of 12 for 84 yards. Josh Johnson's the only quarterback that's been out there for Baltimore. He's 8 of 10, 105 yards passing. I mean, you know, Josh Johnson's competing for that third quarterback spot, essentially, in Baltimore. Like, that's – Lamar Jackson's not playing it all out there. Uh, You're going to see Snoop Huntley – Pro Bowl quarterback, sorry, uh, Snoop Huntley out there in his three (laughs) touchdown passes that he had last year. Still one of the most embarrassing things. I know it's not a game anymore, but my God. And it's down to Josh Johnson as, you know – kind of competing for that with uh, Anthony Brown as the other quarterback. So Josh Johnson getting a lot of time in this game shows you they they like what they've seen from a guy that would be on, like, what is 13th team now in the NFL? I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, but the Pro oh, Bowl is not to. a game anymore, and they, no. they, they named backups and replacements. Oh, well, so-and-so is hurt, so we, we, you're not playing. Like, if you're not playing a game, if so-and-so is hurt or doesn't want to participate, yeah. well, they're not participating in anything. So what's the point, point of naming a, a replacement? It was so silly. I mean, the Pro Bowl, well, because, I used to hey, love look, it. Well, because, hey, look, man, they got, they got games to play, like individual games, you know? You got to have somebody out there that can throw the football at targets and uh, An whatever else line. it was First they line, did. I didn't watch it. Linemen. No idea. Yeah, I didn't watch it. The dodgeball thing is interesting just because I think guys <laughs> do compete a little bit in there, but, like, i just rather see offensive linemen. They're the funny ones anyway. I, it's... I, I'll never get over the fact that he was named a Pro Bowler, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is, but it just I, I still think about that. I'm like, this is just the dumbest. I, like, what are we doing here? But um, So we're starting to see, too, uh, a little bit more of a the potential for more starters for some teams to play in their Week 3 game. Like, I'm curious to see, because we, we've only had the shortened preseason a couple of years now. If teams start to treat that third game, maybe as the dress rehearsal still, there's just no fourth. Because um, according to Doug Peterson you're going to see Trevor Lawrence and other first stringers who didn't play against the Lions over the weekend actually get out there against the Dolphins this Saturday, which would be, one, it'd be nice to see. I'd actually like to see some of these starters out there like a Trevor Lawrence, for example. But, you know, listen, I mean, anybody else at this point. The Jags right now are seven-point favorites, which shows clearly right now the market is factoring in the fact that Trevor Lawrence and a lot of starters, especially on that offense, are going to be out there for Jacksonville. But this is why it might be good to wait and see, at least in some of these games, what you're going to get in terms of starters. Now, if you hear whispers and you see a good line, right, there could be more starters out there and it's within like a, a field goal. Maybe you want to jump on that game before it balloons like this did all the way to Jags minus seven. But teams are going to have different strategies. We already had different organizations out there before like, ah, we don't need to play starters at all or Bill Belichick getting his guys out there constantly. It just depended on who the coach was and the organization is. But now that you've added or now that you've taken away a game, it just seems like teams are kind of still trying to figure out what works best for them and their starters. And honestly, I think that the what Philadelphia is doing, what the Jets are doing in Jacksonville, like, I think that's the right approach here because 
think about this, Nick. If, if you were to ask, if you report truth serum, because you're going to need truth serum here. If you report truth serum into the mouths of coaches and say, name me your roster, your 53-man roster right now, I bet most of them could do it. They have a pretty good idea at this point of who is going to make the back end of the roster and who is not. So you have an opportunity to play your starters in a meaningless game to get them into a rhythm and then have an extended rest period. So like I, I would, if I was a coach, I would play a majority backups in game number one. Like the starters wouldn't see the field at all. It would just be backups. The starters would see a little bit in game number two. And then game number three, they get a half. Because at that point, you know, like, you don't need to go up and and play, you know, 53 guys that you, only six of them are going to make the team. Like, you're just trotting out linemen because you need bodies. Like, you don't need to do that yep. in the third preseason game. You already have a good idea. Like, maybe there's one or two positions that you want to evaluate a little further at this point for the third preseason game. But put your starters out there. Let them get into a real rhythm and then just kind of roll into the season that way rather than starting them potentially in you know game one play a little bit in game two and then nothing in game three I just think from a flow standpoint you would do yourself more of a service if you play the starters later yeah and if Miami's not playing their starters I think Jacksonville covers a seven I mean I I just don't think that that's going to be one of those games that like they'll go out there the first half you're going to have some backups I mean is it going to be more Skylar Thompson who played relatively well but I mean like the Dolphins also have a lot of backups that have extensive experience because of the fact that you had Tua continuing to get hurt last year but yeah I like you can't you can't you have to worry somewhat about players and their health and making sure they don't get too banged up in the preseason but you can't totally prevent it and there's something to be said too and I've talked to former players that will say this too about how the rules have changed where they make it more difficult for guys to like you don't have two a days anymore remember two a days were a thing think about that you can't come close to doing anything like that in the NFL anymore (laughs) hell man I remember doing two a days in high school playing football but like nobody does that anymore there's something to be said for recovery right like there's enough sports science out there we've done enough to understand like recovery does make a difference but you also have to kind of teach your body to take some of the hits and there's a lot of players there's nothing to really back this up so this is more of just players kind of speculating but that will say hey they're hitting so little like just there's no hits in practice and training camp before the season starts and when guys are getting out there for preseason games or even more when they're going all out in the regular season they're getting hurt because they're just not used to it and they're just not ready so you can't really find a true balance either way there but you want to at least figure out something because The Jags season without Trevor Lawrence is going to be a lost season. It's just that simple, right? Any team that loses their starting quarterback, unless you get lucky enough to have a Brock Purdy on your roster, you lose your starting quarterback, your season's done. You're winning only a few games probably. It's going to be, let's wait until next year. Everybody next man up all you want. The reality of it is when you've got a, a franchise quarterback like a Trevor Lawrence, you need him to be healthy, but you also need him ready for the regular season. So you've got to get some reps out there. You got to build callus. Like when when you lift weights, you get calluses on your hand. They're weird for the yep. first time, and then eventually you get used to it. It's okay to build calluses to get your body ready to take some hits. I'm looking at ESPN right now, and Josh Harris is yeah. in the booth with Monday Night Football. I have heard Josh Harris speak more in like the four weeks he's been Commanders owner <laughs> than I heard Dan Snyder speak in 25 years. Yeah, that's because he couldn't speak. He thinks it's Thanksgiving, and he's mumbles, and he's shy and confused, and and does I mean. Good. 
I'm glad he never spoke. He made himself look like an idiot. Got an adult in the room now finally running the team. To be fair, it wasn't difficult to make him look like an idiot, but you are correct. That's true. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's, uh, I, the, the callous thing, though, I think is a good point. Like, that's kind of what it is. All right, good. I'm seeing Washington's in the red zone here. Let's go. Get in the end zone. I got you guys on the damn money line. Get in! Get in! Yes! Sorry, I know I'm ahead of you. Spoiler alert. Antonio yeah, I, I even switched to YouTube TV. I guess it's just, uh, my situation here needs to get better. My yeah, Roku, my, are you on Fire Stick? Day, yeah, I no, saw, I saw uh, the, Roku. uh, Wow, why you? I got, I got to call up. Roku is about to get a not very nicely worded email because mine always seems to cause me issues. Uh, well, I don't know what to say, man. I'll keep you posted on what happens next because I'll be ahead of the ahead of the game here a little bit. But yeah, how, so it, you got the last play. You're sitting there, and it's all right. Sam Howell almost throwing an interception, and then the very next play throws a touchdown. So look, he looks an good. Offensive looks lineman boys. obliterated a Ravens defender at the very end. Holy smokes! I mean, this dude came. These two teams just had joint practices, and there was a there was a couple of scuffles in joint practices, which is natural. You're not really uh, penalized for fighting another team in a joint practice, so guys are going to be a little bit more wild. Uh, but someone just—I hope they showed at the end of the replay—someone just came and depleted uh, number twenty-nine. I mean, holy cow! Flags flew in this one, but again, it's just preseason. Nobody, nobody cares. You just don't hit a guy after the whistle when he's not looking. Yeah, and that look. Yep, you got the personal foul right there. So yeah, he said, "Boom, hoof." Yeah, hey, five your guys. Right, though. Though. Touchdown still counts. Both. Yep, penalties offset, so it is going to be a touchdown for Sam Howell. And yeah, this is uh, this is a team or a group of teams that have played each other in practice all week. And, and like, I don't consider it a rivalry. It's not. There is something there. Like, there's something there, right? They're, they're close enough. They see each other in the preseason a lot. They see each other in you know, training camp when they do these joint practices. So, look, Washington was sick and tired of hearing about the preseason win streak, 24 games, and Ravens, and blah, I don't care. Like we're, So, you're seeing it now. Sam Howell, 14 to 17, 110 yards and a touchdown. Looks pretty damn good. He's got a 113 quarterback rating. I, I know you don't have all the starters out there for the Ravens. I want to temper my expectations, but... It'd be a lot worse if he came out here and wasn't completing passes. He looks poised. Uh, he looks comfortable in the pocket for the most part. He's had situations, took a bad sack earlier, held on to the ball too long. Offensive line isn't great. Almost picked in the end zone there a little earlier. That ball was tipped. But, you know, you're inside the 10, and everything's compressed. So he's getting those opportunities now in the red zone with a shorter field, dealing with just all of the, you know, just things moving a lot faster. He looks, he, he looks impressive right now. He does. He, he looks like a guy that just won the starting job. And, and I'm glad that Ron Rivera had the wherewithal to name him starting quarterback prior to this game because he didn't want to earlier this week. But right now, Nick, the, the commander's win total is six and a half on the season, which I hammered right as soon as it opened. I, I was like, All right, I don't care who's playing quarterback. Just based on what I saw last year with the quarterbacks they had and how good I think this defense is going to be, I'm going to jump on that immediately. But Baltimore's a team that, you know, I'm a little upset that we're not getting to see their starters because the expectation is that they're going to at least push Cincinnati. And you can argue, and I'm sure Baltimore fans all across their message boards did this entire offseason, if they don't fumble in the goal line against Cincinnati, they advance in the playoffs, right? And the, and the Bengals run where Joe Burrow uh, does what he does to Buffalo and then they lose to Kansas City. Continuing that rivalry, 
you miss that chapter because the Ravens win that game if, if Snoop Huntley doesn't fumble. This team has high expectations, so I'm a little upset that we haven't really gotten to see their starters in action. I want to see what Lamar looks like in this new offense. And you brought up a really good point earlier in the show. When Robert Griffin, who interviewed Lamar Jackson earlier, and he's a part of Monday Night Countdown for ESPN, I'm sure he's going to be a part of the halftime show as well. When he first started in the NFL, in the preseason, he was under center. You know how many times we saw Robert Griffin under center once the regular season started? Zero times. Yep. They put him in the pistol and said, this is what our offense is actually going to look like. So I do think there might be some sort of chess match there with the Ravens and Todd Munkin saying, we're doing this whole new offense. Do we really want to put Lamar Jackson out there where someone is going to see it? Because come week one, whatever they've been hiding, we are going to see on full display. And hopefully for the Ravens, it ends up working the way that it did with Robert Griffin in Washington, where the NFL was completely flabbergasted for 16 years as to how is this working? How do we stop it? He's athletic. He can throw, like all these things. But they want Lamar to open the offense up. That's why they brought Todd Munkin. And I'm really excited to see what this Ravens offense is going to be. I just wish we were seeing at at least a tease of it now. I'm like the Ravens are one of the teams that I'm probably the most excited about. I mean, honestly, the, the, to see them in full strength and actually finally see some weapons for Lamar Jackson to throw the football to an offensive coordinator that's going to utilize his skill set. And apparently, like they're talking about plays together, Todd Munkin and and uh, and Lamar Jackson. Like he's Lamar Jackson's coming up with ideas. They're they're, they're getting creative, which shows this entire year they're going to be able to evolve and put layers on that their win total is 10 and a half there's some 11 and a halfs out there obviously the pricing is going to really change that for you if you think they're going to win 12 games take the over 11 and a half if you find it a better price but you know the reality of it is you got the Bengals still lurking in that division you got the Browns sitting about nine and a half and then the Steelers have an eight or have an eight and a half right next to their name and you're going my god this division could be all four teams making the playoffs right now so the Ravens don't have a lot of wiggle room but the one thing we know is that when Lamar Jackson is on the field, they are a better team, right? Like we, we've right. seen the last two years before Lamar Jackson's gotten hurt, where they're eight and one, sitting there with one of the best records in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's in the MVP conversation again, and then he gets hurt, and then everything changes there. And then you sit there and go, well, what what is the future of this team? What's the well? You don't have to worry about his future. You don't have to worry about any of this with them. It really just comes down now to everybody staying as healthy as you can in an NFL season and competing in a division that's as good as any one of them in the NFL. Yeah, because I mean, I've been on the train really from the jump. I'm a fan of Pittsburgh this year. I really am. I think there's a chance that three teams from this division get in the postseason, and I think Pittsburgh is one of them. I love the skill position players they have. This division is going to be what I hope we thought the AFC West was going to be last year because the AFC West fell short of expectations. We knew what the Chiefs were going to be and everybody else kind of failed. I hope the AFC North this year is what that division was supposed to be last year. I mean, and there's still the Browns who we talk about them being a quarterback away. (laughs) Uh, NBA's most anticipated games. We got some NBA win totals as well. It's BetMGM the 